so much for coming out. Thank you, guys. Today, my Thank dumb you. friends, just for last Montreal Live podcast. Yay! Excited you guys could uh, be here, especially after that weird 70s sitcom music <laughs> that we started out with. How's your weekend been so far? My, my week, I've been here since Monday, and I think yeah. I'm French now. I'm pretty yeah. sure. I, I don't think that's how that works. That doesn't happen. I don't think this can ever be French. <laughs> I'm not it's culture enough. No. But I basically, you look I was, like a fur trapper. If that make, I, I say that. This is totally like some real glass houses shit here. But I look like the guy who made Elizabeth Smart disappear. So, uh, I'm not going to get that. No, comedy. throwback. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I, every time I come here, like what happens is that in this town, which you guys know, they say bonjour before they say hello. Yeah. So when I walk into a store, like I walked into a store the other day and a lady was looking down and she said bonjour and then she looked up and looked at me and she goes, oh, hello. <laughs> she she you know, knew right away. You said, I was with you and you called like, we saw a Chinese woman and he goes, bonjour. And I'm like, settle down, Sean. Uh, a hello it was, is fine. It was, the, it was like the, the cleaning lady at the, the hotel. I was yeah. like, I'm like, bonjour. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was kind of crazy. This happened to be the last. I was here a couple years ago, and uh, I had nothing to do during the day, and Super Sex was still around. I guess they closed that down, which I got really sad about. Which everyone's <laughs> like, yeah. don't be That's sad for, like, it's the Louvre or something. Yeah. Uh, that, 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 Super Sex closing is Dan's uh, military coming home to their dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's what that is. That's what he gets sad about. I, uh, but I had nothing to do there today, so I went up there at, like, noon, and I went, went to the Super Sex, and I got, I got a lap dance in the middle of the day. And then, like, after our shows later in the night, it was me, Michael Che, and Paul Verzi. Uh, we were, were like, oh, what, are we, what, what should we do tonight? Oh, let's go to the strip club. And we start walking down the street, and they're like, let's go to this one. And it was super sex. I'm like, fuck. We're gonna, <laughs> not, like, there's no, hopefully no one recognizes me from earlier. You don't want to be the, and then we get in there, and I swear to God, we open the, we en enter into the room, and the stripper who gave me the lap dance turns to me and goes, Dan! <laughs> Shit. <laughs> like I was a regular. <laughs> like it was cheers, but for I feel like that can't be the only time that's I feel like that can't be the only time that's happened. No, no yeah. not at, all. at least they're saying Dan and not get the fuck out of here. <laughs> That'd be way worse. He stole all our Doritos last time. <laughs> you were here. Um, well, I I I, uh, I was thinking about the podcast. We started the podcast a couple years ago. When we started the podcast, I'm Dan St. Germain. Well, let's also do this really quickly. Yeah. Some of you might not be familiar with the podcast. Yeah. It's called My Dumb Friends. It's because we're friends and we're kind of dummies. But also, <laughs> it's, we, have, we have guests yeah, on. Just in case you didn't know what the yeah, English language meant. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> we, uh, we have friends on that come on and talk about the dumbest shit they've ever done in, your, in their life. Right. So that's what we're going to be doing today as well as our own bullshit in the beginning. Right. <laughs> that's pretty much what it is. They're, so go ahead. Talk about your We explain that kind of angry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please understand what we're talking about. <laughs> Before we do this, I need to connect to a human. And this is our uh, producer, Tom Lewis. Yeah, give it up for Tom. Nipples have been conspicuously erect the whole time. Very, very excited about the show. What was that? I, I, you look like a lonely, why does he look like a lonely G.I. Joe? Yeah. <laughs> You have to, your nipples are unnecessarily hard right now. And I don't understand. You were talking about the strip club, so. Yeah, I, I you look like a female bodybuilder. Um, that's it, yeah. It's, that's what you remind me of. But anyway, uh, I, we started this podcast a couple years ago. When we started, it was like 2012, and I had just gotten out of rehab. And, uh, and, and at that time, your statuses were so I sad. didn't know that. Like, I brought it up, I'm like, oh. 
was with Sean. I'm like, oh my god, we just got out of re. I got out of rehab that time. And he brought up. He goes, yeah, dude, your Facebook statuses that whole year were the most depressing train wreck stat. I'm like, bullshit. You ever write something you regret on Facebook? Yeah. He did that for three months straight. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't. I was like, it weren't that bad. And then I went through these a week ago, and they're even worse than they're I thought. Brutal. Like, they are as, they are so brutal. Wait till you see this. Yeah. Guy who's not He's doing crowd work for a podcast. <laughs> yeah, they can hear him smiling. If he was smiling. My Fuck own up. ego, I can't take it. <laughs> but uh, to do this, uh, we're so excited to have him on the podcast. Yes, he's our first help, guest. He's going to help shit on these with us. I can't believe we got him. I'm super excited. Yes, everybody, please welcome Jim Norton, everybody. Jim you know who he is. Here he comes. Thank you so much for doing this, Jim. I appreciate it. Well, let him sit down and take Sweet the mic. Sweet Thank you very much for having me. Yeah. Thank you for doing this, man. No, I'm a really, I'm a hard guy to get. All you have to do is say, "What are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you were actually in the conference room when we got here. <laughs> Someone asked me to come up. And festival going so far? I came in yesterday. It was okay. It was cool, yeah. I did one set last night. It's, I'm trying to work out something for a gala, and it wasn't, uh, I did too much, like, Trump material. It's very, like, U.S.-centric, uh, which the crowd let me know. We're not interested. <laughs> <laughs> I said that, like, I, I, did, I did my set last night, and I had Trump stuff up front, and then I, like, they're like, you can't do that. I'm like, but it's my opener, and they looked at me like, yeah, we don't give a shit. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Uh, Quick mention or two, or they get, you know, but people haven't been following it as closely here, you know, nobody wants to hear about Ben Carson's diction. <laughs> cool, so please help us really quickly shit on Dan. Yeah, this is like actually, all of his this shit. is like seriously a night, like, this is seriously a nightmare. Like, I went through these, and the, I mean, I swear to God I wrote all these sincerely. This isn't like, uh, so this I guess like we'll start out, this, this first one I, we want to start out with, I was volunteering for New York Cares, Just, and I wrote volunteering at an after-school program for New York Cares, but all the kids don't want to hang out with me. Uh, <laughs> oh, great. That's also Jared Fogel's post. <laughs> like phase where I literally wrote a serious status update about both Occupy Wall Street and Malala and it's one of like I thought I was basically Fuck like, you. I'm going to make you read the Malala <laughs> one because it's so bad. It, it's really bad. I, was, ugh, I, ugh, I This is like painful but love Nicholas Kristoff's article about Malala. <laughs> I can't even say the last name. And you knew I had so to like check you, the spelling. Yeah, you googled the spelling of Malala. She's the brave young 14-year-old girl who was shot by Taliban sympathizers for advocating women's education rights in Pakistan. <laughs> oh, sorry. Although our country pours money into the Pakistani defense budget. By the way, I'm just plagiarizing whatever I like yeah. read in that article. Easy 
drunk Chomsky. <laughs> to help out Malala and other human rights groups fighting for education, you can go to Developments in Literacy and the Citizens Foundation to donate. Uh, and I didn't even put the donation links yeah. right there. No likes, by the way. Uh, not one like. Yeah. How did Dan manage to make Malala unlikable? How did you do that? You would try to help people. <laughs> I think that's good. I think I was just like, like kind of hitting on her for when she turned 18. Uh, well, wasn't she shot? Didn't she die? There we go. No, she's alive. She, no, she oh. alive. That was the thing. Is she survived. I'm sure after she read this, she's like, can you shoot me again? You <laughs> didn't do the job right. Uh, we all get a little melodramatic. <laughs> it was nice. It was really helpful. Thank oh, my God. God. And then at the end of this one, I just wrote, I wrote, they make me proud to be an American after Occupy. Like, what the? F like, like, that's so painful that no one's even reacting. Or they're just not it's reacting. Uh, it's so fun that you were sober during me. <laughs> I um, made you proud to be American, Occupy Wall Street. That's a nice sentiment. Yeah. Well, thanks, Jim. That's no, uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. All right. So our, our, the next one, this is when I, I just wrote, man, slavery was really shitty. It was totally <laughs> fucked up we did that. I went from, like, trying to be really, like, really profound to just, like, like a, this is like, like a bro. Like a bro that thinks he's, like, really prolific. <laughs> Why? That's true. It's a statement. I mean, it, yeah. it was, no one can argue with you. No man, slavery was really shitty. Gotta go play lacrosse right now. You know what's not so fucked up? The Holocaust. <laughs> did anyone thumbs down that sentiment? <laughs> <laughs> also, you gotta see the next. Do the next one. Right, Just so it? you know, look at the juxtaposition. Hey, who now. runs the show at Legion Bar on Saturday? I'm doing it and forget when it starts and forget who runs it. <laughs> so in a couple weeks, you went to Slavery is Horrible too. Can I get booked on your bar show in New York City? <laughs> oh my God. I, 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 that's like a step above me just go, like going outside on a street corner being like, hey, where do I go? <laughs> like, what can you do? And the next one, trying to find a fucking Bible in this city is the worst. That's the angriest anybody searched for a Bible. Yeah, you like the preacher from Midnight Cowboy. <laughs> a good, strong back, Joe Buck. <laughs> I have one more, which is I owe everything to all, all, to other comics who've helped me out, which I tried to be nice. And, and then did anybody we have comment? A, we have one comment for this, which was "fuck you" from Sean. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> you instill confidence. Yeah, in yeah, I really, and then Tom was giving me shit, but this is the kind of shit that Tom posts here. <laughs> What is it? Look, this, Who, is this is Tom's dog. Who likes butter? Socks likes butter. <laughs> Hashtag flowers. Oh. Hashtag Berkshires. Hashtag Pittsfield. Hashtag yeah. dog. Hashtag dogs of Instagram. Hashtag butter. Hashtag oh. shirt nipples. That's horrifying, right? I've been less offended by ISIS posts. That's horrible. Who likes dogs? Scarier. That's like something is really wrong at home when you start. When you're yes. a man in your 40s, how old are you, Tom? It's like it's like a Stepford wife yeah, trying yeah. to like fix the problem. I miss socks right now. Oh my God! What happened to socks? Hey, Nothing. Thank you. He's fine. He's oh, in his house. I miss him. Yeah. Oh, he jumped in front of a fucking truck. <laughs> <laughs> he had 
He read Dan's status and jumped into a truck. Socks is a she. Okay. Oh, so. right, yeah. Oh, right. We forgot about that. How about Jim? Have you ever been? What was? You, were you at your worst ever? Like, were you like so embarrassed of the shit you wrote? Oh, I was. Uh, I went to rehab when I was uh, 17. It was. A, it was one of those, you know, kind of fake suicide attempts. And uh, I, I was. Uh, I wrote a poem in rehab. <laughs> <laughs> I really should have had my writing hand beaten with a hammer. <laughs> I wrote a poem. I, wrote, I, I years later wrote a book, and I, and I went over the poem and I corrected it, and I just really criticized myself. Now that I'm sober, what a douchebag I was. Yeah. So I wrote this melodramatic poem uh, about alcohol. Do you, remember, and, uh, do you remember the title? Do you remember the title of the poem? No, I didn't have a title. I left it anonymously somewhere, <laughs> and everybody in the rehab was talking about the poem. Who did it? And I would swell with pride. <laughs> And then by the time I confessed that it was me who wrote it, nobody gave a shit. <laughs> they were all on to somebody. Like, some new guy came in and detoxed by screaming on top of a pool table. Uh, and they like, didn't care about my poem anymore. I'm like, how about that poem? They're like, we're over it. <laughs> yeah, humiliating. Oh, my God. When I was in rehab, there was a guy, because everyone would leave at different point, and everyone would make a speech. And then this kid who was like, it was like, like 23, he's like, he's like, all right, guys, we're all going to make it. We're going to do it. We're going to get through this. I don't know why I'm laughing. And we're like, yeah. He, he OD'd like two weeks ago. Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't know why. I guess I'm the only one who thought that was funny. But, uh, you know what? Uh, Lemons to lemonade. He had two good weeks in there. <laughs> He almost did it. That's something that's what's going to say on his tombstone. I drank in the rehab. I drank, uh, my roommate Dwayne, I was uh, 17 at the time, so we used to go out to these 12 step meetings, and my roommate snuck out and bought himself a pint of wine and me a half pint of vodka, and this guy Harvey, who would go, this guy Harvey would go to uh, meetings with us. He was was a weird guy. He made me laugh, but he was psychotic. Like he would just go like, boing! Like he was a funny guy. Was it Michael Winslow? And we drank in the rehab, and they they called us out on it, but I lied, so I didn't have to go to a long-term facility. Yeah, that was six-month facilities. Yeah, that was scary. That was scary. But you, you, yeah, now you've been sober. How long? That's 29 years, dude. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. in my whole adult life, so. Well, at that point, it's just, oh, it's it's, 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 this already feels like an A. Would you like to recite your poem for your anniversary? Yeah, no, thank you, but it's just, it is It doesn't look like an AA room meeting anyway. It certainly does. It's got the same enthusiasm. Just scattered people wishing they were out drinking. <laughs> it, does, it feels like everybody relapsed the night before. And are like, but you, yeah, at this point, this it's got to be old hat to you. Like you, you still have, you feel. Like you want to drink or anything? No, but, like but you, you're comfortable, and you yeah. know, I'm never too comfortable. I just know that I have to be vigilant. But I'm I'm, I'm very lucky. I see nice. people that fuck up their whole careers, and I'm, I'm fortunate. That's great. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's good you. to carry a message. I mean, I think that's what's important. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one day in rehab, they just bought us, brought us into a room, and played James Taylor's "Fire and Rain" until we cried. <laughs> they like were trying to like they were trying to fear factor. You make it sound like they cry. locked you in in yeah. the room, and they just were like, "You can't yeah. leave. Do you hear four of these?" Were you crying? Crying more about Suzanne or those fine machines on the ground? (laughs) (laughs) I hate to see a ruined machine. You know who told me about that song? A guy named Wayne. On the way to, he's now he's dead now. He uh, he overdosed. He was on on our way to a meeting. And he's like he was smoking and he was fat and he was psychotic. He always had that that white shit that manic depressives get in the corner of their mouth when they take medication. Um, And he was like, this song's about his girlfriend Suzanne and she died going to see him. My whole story about Wayne. Oh. <laughs> I've never told that before. 
before, and I certainly won't again. Uh, it sucks too because you're not supposed. Like, like my thing is, I'll say stuff about people in rehab, but I won't say like. 12 steps, like, if I'm in a meeting, but you want, like, that's the one thing I want to talk about, some of the shit I've seen in there so bad. But you really can't. I can't, yeah, and, and it's it's just, it's the worst thing in the world, because you're just, like, presented with three premises every fucking day, meeting you go to, <laughs> and you gotta shut the fuck up about it, you're like, ugh, all right. You go back, you're like, that's what I'm doing a bit about this, guys, and they just beat the shit out of you, like, yeah. private pile and fucking full metal jackets. <laughs> yeah, no, I never, I always, uh, I keep people's, you know, I don't, I yeah. try not to, I want to sometimes. But you just can't. You can't do it. One thing I, I'll say about me is that I was a timer at a 12, which is the weirdest job ever. So oh, yeah. you, you've got What's to a leave, timer? You have to time people to keep them from going over time in a share. So like somebody would be like, so there I was on the Jersey State Turnpike selling my last toe for heroin, and then I'm like, end time. Uh, <laughs> come back next week. Yeah, that's the way it should be. <laughs> Fucking running and tell you the story <laughs> faster, stupid. <laughs> yeah. No, my father would rate me. Well, I hope yeah. he's gonna rate you all through this week. We can't hear. It. <laughs> It'd be great instead of you saying time, you just played Oscar music. To get a... <laughs> or Benny Hill music. Got <laughs> a fucking sad story. You know what I mean? And I tested positive. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! What they do is like you leave a rehab and the shit that they, like you think is funny there. You come out and you're like, yeah, and then he, it fucking turned out he died, and everyone's like, well, you fucking monster! <laughs> and, like, and you're like, no, it's funny, right? Yeah, you get a sick sense of humor when you're in there. Yeah, because you hear people saying such horrible things, and you know, when you hear enough people say horrible things, it doesn't become surprising anymore. It's like it just desensitizes you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Totally. Everybody relates to it. I remember one time we were at the rehab, and and this uh, this girl, like they drove this girl. Uh, her mom, I guess, drove this girl in her twenties, and she didn't tell her it was a rehab. Yeah. And uh, she got out of the she got out of the car, and they didn't tell her, and, and she's like, "Okay, here's the rehab." She's like, "Fuck you." And then starts running, oh, and then my God. we all cheered for her as she was running. All the people were like, go, run, Forrest, run! Do it! Get you represent all of us! Yeah, get out of New Jersey! Get to Pennsylvania! You know? And you can see her two days later, she's like McMurphy with the fucking scar on her. Yeah, the, and I remember the mom was like, I love you. And then we were like, Jen, that bitch doesn't understand you. <laughs> Oh, she threw a big sink through the window and thought she got away. <laughs> She's chief. <laughs> Jim, um, thank you so much for doing this. Am I getting the boot off this? No, yes. no, no, we want you to stay for the whole thing. We, if you want to talk more, we just wanted to also give you the opportunity to leave if you want. That's the saddest way on a date. Like, I want you to stay, but please I'm not don't leave. Anywhere. Oh, awesome. We have so little confidence. We're like, you probably want to leave right now. <laughs> no, I don't know. Have you, like... This is just a per we, we asked a lot of people at the podcast, but have you have like one significant bomb when you started out? Like, because I've only known you as a killer, you know, and like, because I started comedy, you were crushing, you know. So, but like, when you started out, did you have any like? Because I remember when I started out, I tried to do like a Mitch Hedberg basically rip off, where I just oh, like sure. I yeah, wore like Jim, a tweed coat have, and like. Then you have puppets that he used on stage. Yeah, I mean, it was just one nightmare after the next, <laughs> <laughs> and it's still it's only marginally improved. Yeah. <laughs> 
about his... Yeah, well, I'm, real quick, my, my worst bomb that I remember was when I was new, this guy Bob Levy, who was a comic I really looked up to, was hosting at Rascal South, and he brought me on, and I wound up uh, bombing horribly. And uh, it was such a dramatic experience. I remember driving home crying, and I'm like, I'm, I'm looking, my dream was ruined, and I'm like, I think the next night, I'm like, okay, fuck it, I'm going to go on stage and try it again. But then I think Desert Storm, the first Desert Storm broke out. This is like 1990. And, uh, but I knew it would never hurt that bad again. I'm like, yeah. it was, I'll bo I bombed a lot worse, and I bombed at more critical times, but it's never been that bad. That was that yeah. bad. No. <laughs> yeah. It stuck with you the longest. That was the sure moment did. that it stuck. What was, the, what was yours? Mine was where I, like, I was six months in, and I was at in the West Village, and I heard, I literally, <laughs> this is how you know it's sad, where I'm bombing so bad, and it's so quiet, that you hear a guy say to his friend, he's not even heckling, he just says to his friend, he goes, this guy's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that every show I do, but it's just in my internal monologue. <laughs> so, do you have other guests you want to We have other guests. Yeah, but if you want, if you'd like to hang out, we'd love to have you. I always hang out. Yeah, I'm yes, we're awesome. I wake awesome. up awesome. early for yes. Hey, give Jim a round of applause. Yeah, give Jim a round of applause. Yes, Let's bring up our next guest. You know her from 24. You guys know who she is. Please give up for Mary Lynn Roscoff. Yeah. Hello. Mary Lynn, thank you so much for doing this. You want me to move down this Norton, everybody. Oh, uh, yeah, you want to switch with her? That's okay. okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Thank you so much. Mind. Thanks, Jim. Don't leave. No, he's going to switch with you. You're going to switch. He's going to switch. Mary Lynn, thank you for doing this. saying that made you want to. Thank you. So I feel like that was it. That would be it. No, no, I'll stick around. Oh, Mary's here. Fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the old Carson days. She's back down. <laughs> How are you, Mary Lynn? Pretty good. How was your uh, festival going so far? Hello. I've been here a whole week. Whoa. Yeah. I, mean, yeah, I, I was Monday. doing the pre-festival, so it was super oh, quiet. Gosh. So I had a lot of days where it was a lot of French speaking and yeah. just me alone. <laughs> I would go to that food court and just eat food and take pictures of myself surrounded by people not talking to <laughs> some of the Some of the street performers, I'm like, it would be weirder if you weren't a pedophile. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, the clowns here are like clowns from a nightmare. They're not yeah. even like a real These bobblehead motherfuckers walking around like talking about global <laughs> Like, this is there was, there like, was, I want more global warming now. Yeah, you know? right. There was a street guy, that, uh, a street performer the other day. His whole act, I don't know if you guys saw this, it was him, with a, it was a Barker lounger and a TV, and he was watching golf videos on a TV, and he just had a golf club watching it like he was watching it in his living room, and he's like, ah, come on! And he's like, <laughs> but he was saying in French, like, Sacre bleu! <laughs> and, and everybody's walking by him, and they're like, what the fuck are you doing? This is kind of cool. It was kind of cool, but yeah, at the same time... Is this the David Lynch, Macy Day's <laughs> <laughs> I had pushed away all of. I saw the weird baby in a. Did you see that? Oh, there was a God, weird baby yeah. in no. a, a fake baby. I saw I, a, I don't know what a bubble girl, girl on a bubble ball that was rolling oh. on the thing. You saw her too? Yeah, that was kind of cool. Did That's anybody a, see the guy who was pretending to be blind? That was his living yeah. improv? The guy was pretending. How'd you know you were pretending? What is that? What is, what's the advantage of that besides you get to grab tits and go, oh, sorry. <laughs> 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 That's a pretty good advantage. <laughs> Know why I would say that? I'm a, I'm a lady. I'm a classy lady. You're right, though. You're not. You're definitely right. I don't do that. I'm just not concerned for the blind guy. I'm like disappointed when I feel like it, when I know it's a bit. I'm yeah, like, you've been oh, duped. What a jerk. Yeah. I pretend I'm deaf sometimes when I'm in a relationship. You like trip and just start gently fingering someone. You're like, oh my god, I'm sorry. That's too far. Oh jeez, how did oh. this happen? How'd you get creepier than all the acts yeah. in the fucking city? Um, I saw you in the elevator like a half an hour ago. 
who, I don't know, what do I was generally figuring? No, I saw you, and, and you were like, I don't know if I have anything crazy or, and then I'm like, and then she just, you just said a story, and I'm like, yeah, that's fucking insane. <laughs> like, what? Of course that's something you should talk about. Now yeah. there's a weird pop. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good to tell someone, hey, what that joke you do? I'm like the white diabetic Byron Allen. <laughs> I'm just fucking sweating blue cheese right now. Uh, <laughs> what, I mean, was the, what was the story about? It's just a thing. I mean, I'll get into it. I just... It's, <laughs> it's something that happened that's not even really... It is... Is it? I mean... Here's the thing. I'm here doing comedy and... <laughs> <laughs> Let's start. It sounds like you're about to say something really. It sounds funny. like the beginning of a therapy session. <laughs> this is my AA meeting. Yeah, yeah. My I don't. I'm not good enough to have been in rehab like you gentlemen. Uh, I wish, but um, I think comedy is my rehab. But people recognize me from 24, and then like I have a one-woman show that I'm yeah. doing, and I'll say, you know, uh, I was on 24, and then people will be like, yay, because then I'll tell some. Terrible thing that happened. All, I, mean, like, I was I went to the Golden Globes and I show a slide of me at the Golden Globes and everyone's like a pretty girl in a dress. Yeah. <laughs> and then I tell a story of like how shitty it was and how I sat at a table alone and I <laughs> drank and I only got one ticket and then I ran into Cheryl. They Crow. give you tickets <laughs> at the Golden Globes. Yeah, like they I give you drink was, tickets. No, no. For a second, that's how you know I'll they never be invited to the Golden set. Globes. Or I'm like, they give you drink tickets. That's awesome. Because you don't get a plus one, so I yeah. got sat at a table by myself and just waited for everyone to show up. And then I look at the placards, and they weren't even from the show I was on. <laughs> it was like from the sitcom Ugly was Betty, and not even they was showed it, up. Was it just the cast of What's Happening? Was it? And, you know, and then Cheryl Crow was there, and I was like, oh, I know her. And I then I realized I didn't know her, but I was already <laughs> upon her, and then I yelled, I feel so all alone. <laughs> so, <laughs> you didn't know her before then? No, no, just, no. The first thing you said to Cheryl Crow is, I feel so yeah. all alone. <laughs> yeah. What did she say? Every day is a winding road? <laughs> Yeah, so that's my comedy act is already. I feel like I'm yeah. bursting the bubble of things that people are excited about, and then on top of that, I talk about my husband being a rebound and <laughs> oh, <geez>. how, uh, <laughs> how we got pregnant by accident, and then he, uh, you know, was like me. It's me. Then we get to have that beautiful romantic conversation of just two people who barely know each other and decide to have a baby together, and I'm like, you know, so I'm pregnant, and I kind of want to have the baby. That's me. And <laughs> Take the test again. So, <laughs> yes, he really said that. And, and you know, I feel like I'm getting more real in my comedy, right? Yeah. Like that's the best stuff. Like I am telling the truth, but also I just did a Canadian TV spot. This is my A meeting, by the way. Yeah, I'm just yeah, getting yeah. it. I'm just getting it all out. And my son just turned eight. And so like he gets it all. You know what I mean? Like he looked right. he looked on my iPhone memos and he listened and he's like, Mom, you shouldn't say those words. <laughs> and I'm like, what'd you hear, buddy? Like, what did you hear, you know? And I, I, I feel like I'm getting better at comedy, but I'm also maybe revealing stuff about my family. You're, you're ruining I his get, life I'm as you get better. I'm ruining his life. Uh, we more honest, had Laurie Kilmartin 
did our show, and she's a writer on Cone. She's hilarious, and uh, she brought her kid and had him wear headphones <laughs> while she talked shit yeah. about his father. And then he goes, "Mommy, I can hear you." And she goes, "Turn the volume up." Like, she did not pause for a second. <laughs> Oh my god. I had a slide in my show where and this is just it as a comic it's just a dumb side bit where yeah. it's like kind of a giggle but I just say uh, you know we got married in planet Hollywood and we, we had a You got married in planet Hollywood? Yeah, very romantic. <laughs> classy. When they close that gauzy curtain between the casino and the chapel. Oh. <laughs> You're like, we couldn't, spring, machines we couldn't like spring for a hard rock. Yeah, <laughs> planet Hollywood. Uh but our Catholic nanny was praying, and in my show, I go, uh, you know, hopefully she was apologizing to Jesus for everything we've ever done. It's just a side, you know, a side, and then a picture of Jesus comes up, but he has raised really pretty eyebrows, and I'm like, I'm sorry, Jesus, and it's just a dumb moment, but my son was like, why do you, you know, why do you have a picture of Jesus in your comedy show? And I, tr and I tried to explain to him, and I, I said to his face, I go, I know I'm perfect. <laughs> I know I take care you and you look at me and I do everything right and I said but my comedy character she does everything wrong I have to apologize for Jesus I know that's hard for you to believe but you know, and then you know and then he's talking about the bad words and why would you say you know then it, it was a side story about he was like yeah I don't believe in religion mom he's like I'm not a churchy guy <laughs> I think I think church is a waste of time. I'm like, oh my god, what have I done to this kid? And then now was uh, that after he listened to your stand-up? <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, I'm like just throwing everything into the basket. So, so I'm explaining to him that the character I play, yeah. she fucks up all the time, you know. But me, I'm awesome. <laughs> so don't worry about it. And then he goes. But mom, that's you. Like, <laughs> you're writing your comedy. And yeah. I'm like, I know. Uh, so this whole weekend, I just call them by their names. You know, yeah. I don't bother making up a fake name for my son or whatever. Anyway, all that to say, now the story that I said to you out there, which is, it's whatever. It's, it <laughs> happened. Uh, <laughs> This is a relationship. This sounds like the beginning of a true detective episode. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I thought that was the story. There was a firefight. Uh. It's just a bad. It's all of my things that I've done that I'm embarrassed. Are probably relationships that I've thrown myself into, and they're just fucked up. So this guy that I was really into, we had been together for a while. I walked in on him. He was in the. Uh, in our bed, having sex with himself. <laughs> big black dildo. <laughs> I know. That's the story that I said. I know. By the, by the elevator. I know. And I was like, I can't Everyone's say this. Like, like, yes, you have to say that. And I'm like, they're just racist. They're like, oh, black dildo. Yeah. Gross. And it at least, but here's what I did. I opened the door, and then I was like, as if, I'll leave you two alone. <laughs> to a year, knowing it and going around your everyday life and acting as if I never actor. saw that. We're never, so that the thing about stuff like that is it's shocking and you're not, but, but the real stuff that sucks is like that, why would you do that without me? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. not even the fact that it's happening, it's just like, oh, I didn't know. I could it's be your like, black dildo. Yeah. I could be. Uh, Did you find it in the dishwasher after? <laughs> 
arcade commercial. That's the thing. It's like, you know, he's keep. Where's he keeping it? It's like his special friend. And, you know, it's like it's, it's a violation of like, well, who's that? Where's, where's he been all What the position time? was he in when he was using? Was he on his back or his hands and knees or was he squatting? <laughs> It was a weird kind of half squat. Like trying to be comfortable, I'm laying in bed, but I'm sort of squatting. Oh, yeah. I yeah, and it was a good I core mean, workout. Yeah. <laughs> he was using a squatty potty while he was doing And the whole thing took Never half a second again. for me to get that visual and then just be like, okay, something's going on. That's fucking. Oh, my God. And you guys dated after that. You were just yes. like, you walked in, and then when he saw you later, he was like, hey, want to get some pizza? <laughs> <laughs> Like how that, that's a, how big of a that's a big dildo in the room. <laughs> so how do you deal with that after a relationship? Like you just never mentioned it again. We never mentioned it, and then it wasn't until I was in such denial about it. I think that's part of the story too. Is I, I act like um you know outwardly yeah. like I get it, you know I'm evolved. But when stuff like that really happens, it's kind of a violation of an intimacy that well I guess an intimacy that wasn't really there. You it's know? also yeah. a different a different kind of violation as well. Yeah. <laughs> Kinds of violence. If I was him, that's all I would have talked about with you forever. <laughs> so what'd you think? <laughs> Pretty impressive. Jim <laughs> yeah, would have just taken all the locks off the doors. <laughs> it would be like that poem in rehab. You would bring it up after the fact. I'm like, I get it. Two weeks ago, Jim. <laughs> It's funny when, like, when you hook up with someone, the first time a girl brought, like, a vibrator, a big vibrator in bed with me, I'm like, oh, that's kind of insulting, but now I love it. Now I'm like, oh, God, I have to put in, like, a quarter of the work now. (laughs) (laughs) I can just sit there. You get some help. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the the whole story points at me, not our inability that we're, we're not really talking about. What's happening right. between us? Yeah, you like he would have said to you before he did it. Yeah. Was like, hey, I'm gonna do this. Would you have been like totally way cooler with it? Well, you were pretty cool with anyway. No, I would have said you're a maniac. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're an awful person. No, I mean, yeah. So you think it was more? It was, that's what's so funny about women. It's like it was so funny because you're more like it was the more him not telling you. But like I want you to tell me everything, and he didn't tell you. That's the more violation than just the jarring scene of him doing it. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is tricky to bring stuff up. I'm mean, like you said. Yeah. You know, you don't, you weren't sure about the vibrator, and then it. Uh, and you were like, damn. It turns great. It's hard to ask your girlfriend to put a black dildo in your ass, and could you throw it out? Dual Jabbar jersey on. If you <laughs> <laughs> I actually wanted the Dream Team jersey. <laughs> Just not the Magic Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Oh man. Well, uh, I Risky. think it's time to bring our third guest up, right? Let's do it. Let's Are you go for it. Yeah. We're so excited about this guy. Uh, you know him from The Daily Show. Yeah, good to see you, buddy. Yeah, have you used any dildos on yourself lately or no? no? Yeah. <laughs> I had a poke through when I wiped my ass once. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that counts. That's adorable. <laughs> Baby steps. That's yeah. pretty much the same thing her boyfriend went through. <laughs> that's, I don't think that's a fetish yet, the poke through. And I like a finger up my ass, but only if I'm trying to wipe shit out of it. I hate to correct you on your own podcast. <laughs> Jim would know. 
How's your festival going, man? You having uh, fun? It's fun, man. This you went fun. out to the, to the uh, party last night. The variety what was the variety party? No, the um, funny, funny or die party. How was that? You get loaded? Drank more than I planned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you kind of have that cadence right now. If somebody who did that, yeah, I, I don't have fucking drink till 5 a.m. bounce back. I don't have anymore. I don't have no, any more either. I used to. Like now, I have to like schedule three days of recovery. <laughs> like, major league pitcher. I need four days off. <laughs> Take yourself out of the game. <laughs> you do get tired. What'd you say? I said you do get tired about like. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm 38, man. I get super tired. Yeah. I last until like last night. I went. I was there for an hour and I left. And I was like, I just can't do it. Like this is a beautiful city. I'm just like I'm old enough now to like the, the thing about Airbnb that I like is that you get to experience a city at like a regular citizen level. Yeah. Yeah. Where like this I mean, hotel and food trucks, it's not like this every day in Montreal. It's, I'll leave and go, oh, it was great. There's food trucks everywhere. And it's like, no. <laughs> I thought there was somebody singing Donna Summer every morning. Yeah. I walk out, I walk out. This happens every day, right? It's like comedy Narnia. You just, yeah, you just hear like, this is amazing. They come back, you go, where did it go? Yeah, this city is literally dressed for its wedding day. Like, and, <laughs> can't trust that. Like, I would rather be staying on an Airbnb in the edge of town somewhere. Like that. Yeah. Not murder, death, get killed. Like, I don't want to stay in the hood, but I, I would like to really it's experience. like a regular spot. Like yeah, a I real, wonder if that's the real you Montreal. You've told me that. You like putting yourself in like weird, like really awkward situations, it feels like you're dangerous situations. Yeah, because right? stuff is a little more exciting that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're like, like, I want to feel I'm getting about to get murdered every minute of every day. Like, we, did, we did a show, if you want to talk about bad bombs, yeah. I don't know if I can top jams, but we used to do shows, I'm, f I'm from Birmingham, and down south, you get on stage wherever you can, because it's not... 12 comedy clubs with open mics. So every week you drive four hours to go do five minutes or whatever. Yeah. And we would do shows for dope boys. And like drug dealers down south, what they would do, like if the cops bust you and they took your weed and they took your coke and they took your money and you need startup money to get back in the game, yeah. you hold a comedy show. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is real shit. That's great. I think that's how Trump got started. <laughs> but no, like dope boys would like put on like a rap show or a comedy show and you pre-sell the tickets. You take the pre-sell money, you buy a key, you take the kilo, you chop it up, you sell it, and by the time the show happens, you pay your talent from the money you made from the kilo you bought from the wow. pre-sale. Wow. Oh, your business is back rolling again. Yeah, but that's illegal. How does it work on taxes? <laughs> But it only works if you sell the kilo before the show. <laughs> and so we got there, and they hadn't sold the it, kilo yet. It's almost like a Kickstarter, but way shittier. Yeah, I think way better. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're doing a show for these dope boys and this dope boy audience, and it's like you already know you're not getting paid because they don't have your money. And it was like the hardest bomb, but I can't cuss the crowd out because... Those are his customers. Yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> so, you know, like, sometimes if you're bombing, you just want to just go full meltdown and just, uh, fuck you people, you don't know shit, you're stupid. Yeah. I just sit there and take it. 
you to apologize to them while yeah. you're up there. And you didn't get paid. Yeah, they didn't get paid. Get paid. To, to their credit, they offered to pay us in, in pocket. In yeah, they were like, yeah, if you want to fucking get a fucking quarter ounce or some shit. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm the fuck I'm like, it's like Scarface meets punchline. <laughs> shows up or no? Nah, not that I know of. I mean, those guys are still going strong. I mean, there's turnover yeah. within the They're organization. They're like the Alman brothers. Yeah. I'm sure some people got shot. There's like generations. It goes yeah, generation yeah. after generation, yeah. right? Yeah. Next man up. Come on. You <laughs> that's like, that's like speaking of that, you, you think it's the kids of the guys that did it back in the day, they're going to do it next? Probably. Probably. Yeah. Because that, even by the cellar in New York City, there's drug dealers that walk up and down McDougal Street and they ask if you want weed, coke, whatever it is. Yeah. And somebody told me that that's the son of the guy who used to do it a few years ago. <laughs> it's like a family affair. It's yeah. <laughs> horrifying, man. I remember I bought coke once in Washington Square Park, and I was I was about to go there, and I was talking to my friend Nick, and I'm like, all right, all right, we're not gonna let's go get this let's get this blow. And then he's like, well, where are we meeting them? Like Washington Square Park, you know, the least shady place to buy drugs <laughs> and then I'm like I'm like don't worry it'll be cool it'll be cool he goes yeah I just don't want to draw attention to ourselves I'm like don't worry it'll be cool and we get to Washington Square Park and the drug dealer is my friend Jesse at oh fuck uh we'll work on that sorry he's, he's clean now uh, but he's in the middle of this park in a matrix leather jacket and leather gloves like in the middle like he looks like just you know these Michael like, Douglas and yeah, Black Rain like you know what <laughs> swimming, he was the drug dealer. Like, he was the poster boy of that. Dude. You were telling me you almost got arrested. Dude, I, there, there's been so many different weird moments in my life. I, speaking to that point, yeah. The, um, the, we went to the shady spot. So I went to college in Tallahassee at Florida A&M. And Tallahassee, they, they, they have a ghetto, but it's not as huge. It's, it's like an eight-block radius called French Town. <laughs> That's the worst ghetto name no ever. No disrespect. My life. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I had roommates in college, and like I, we were the first, we were the first group of my circle of friends to live off campus. So all of our friends who lived on campus, our house became social central. And so guys would go to French Town and pick up hookers and bring them back to our house and bang them and whoever's whoever wasn't there your room just got fucked in like that (laughs) that's just what it was (laughs) and so I come home from work at Golden Corral and (laughs) plug (laughs) and like I always had like my watch and all my shit out on the dresser and whoever was in my room and whoever's in my room they stole my class ring and so, at the time, that's like your main piece of jewelry. It's like a fucking $400 ring. You know, like, it's it's like 75 pounds. Ring. Yeah, so we ended up in Frenchtown, circling the block, looking for a stripper <laughs> so that we could get my fucking class ring back. <laughs> and she just stripped. She wasn't a fucking... Like, no woman is on the corner going, hey, baby, you just want fucking strip tea? <laughs> You want to fuck in and buy this class ring? (laughs) We circle the block three or four times, and we see her. We pop out the car. We walk up the block. It's five of us. She's wearing the class ring. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she left it in another customer's (laughs) asshole. Baby, I ain't got that ring no more. 
and the fucking pimp comes up the block, and he just, it's the coldest shit I've ever heard. This dude looked his dead in the face. He goes, young ones, I don't know what you came here looking for, but when I circle this block, I'm going to show give it to you. And he just drove off. I'm just like, let's fucking go, man. Fuck yeah. Man. Like, man. Jeez. Yeah, you guys wait insane. around. You're like, oh, he's bringing us the ring. Yeah. <laughs> that's, like a, that's like a character in a Stephen King movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, hairs on the back of my... Like, and I've had guns pulled on me before. But, like, the legitimacy of... I'm going to kill you motherfuckers. And you didn't tell me you were there for She stole my ring? No, there's nothing to discuss. Yeah. This dude has just decided I'm going to murder you in the time it takes to circle the block. So, fuck it. Let's <laughs> it's so funny he gave you a heads up. <laughs> he was like, the, I'll circle we the block. Young. We were like 18. Like, you, what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Just roll up and murder 18-year-olds. There's <laughs> no, no. <laughs> a 42-year-old pimp named Lucius. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably one of the scariest, like that, like ghost shit I told you guys about. Well, yeah. I gotta hear about this because Dan told me like the, the, the bullet points of the story. Yeah, Sean, Sean told me he's like, I'm, I'm nervous about these. I'm nervous people are gonna have stories. And then I told him this. He's like, Oh, we'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it, it's, I believe in ghosts, so I should start with that. I'm not here to creep you guys out or whatever. <laughs> but my, when my dad died. My dad died when I was 16. At the time, my parents didn't sleep in the same bedroom. My dad slept downstairs. He had like hip surgery, he had a cane or whatever. Yeah. And in the mornings, you could I could always hear my dad walking across the floor, do 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 whatever. So yeah. after he died for like a fucking month and a half, I could still hear him getting up, getting ready for fucking work. Which number one gives me fear of what the afterlife is like. <laughs> She was a widow at the time, and we're kind of we, we, we're going out or whatever. And eventually, yeah. I get over to her house, and I knew she had kids. And I see a picture of like her, this dude, and the two kids. And I see pictures of the dude all over the house. I'm like, who the fuck is this dude? Like, oh, he's dead, baby. That's my husband. He he died five <laughs> or six away, years man. ago. All that shit. And all right, fine. And we have sex. And while we're having sex. And I know I fucking heard this. I'm not crazy. While we're having sex, I just hear something like the faint voice just go, nigga, you fucking (laughs) 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 Mid-stroke, there is a ghost (laughs) talking to me. (laughs) Yeah, I just read it. Oh, yeah, I'm just, I heard something. uh, So the next morning, we get up, and we screw again in the morning. And then I hear, nigga, stop fucking up. <laughs> and I'm just like, ah, I don't I'm like, I gotta go. <laughs> and so, as we're leaving, I go, what was your husband? I said, is your husband's name Keith? And she goes, yeah, who told you that? And I was just like, I just, and I never, I never talked to her again. <laughs> oh my God. Why wouldn't you? Keith already knew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was this creepy fucking cop blocking ghost. <laughs> It'd be great if you woke up and your class ring was on the nightstand. <laughs> 
<laughs> he came back and he was like, with my blessing. <laughs> Please have at her again. Keith is jerking off in the corner. <laughs> you never come back again. Like, Where did that guy go? <laughs> a different kind of pitter-patter. <laughs> I got heckled by a ghost here in <laughs> Or oh Keith finds God. like a ghost lady. He's like, I gotta, I gotta fuck her. <laughs> Nigga, you can fuck her again. <laughs> Chupacabra or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> thing. Uh, well, guys, thank you so much for doing this. Yes, thank you. Give it up for our guests, everybody. Yeah. Let them hear it. Yeah. Well, we, we usually close. We um, we usually close every episode. Uh, Tom has uh, had, by all accounts, um, a horrific life. <laughs> and uh, so instead of like a actually, good, in keeping with the like theme of ghosts, this is yeah. Tom's haunting realization. <laughs> This is Tom's haunting realization. Every week he tells us a story from his life and uh, it makes us grateful that we're not him. So uh, <laughs> thank you. He's a stay-at-home dad in, uh, in the wilderness. So, so he's going to uh, tell you a story now. Uh, let's hit the music, guys. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> uh, so <laughs> it was a few years ago. Um, uh, my uh, elderly, elderly neighbor burst into my house, uh, like, which caused problems in the past. <laughs> you know, it's like, she just I'm came just, into the future. She just came into our house. And, you know, it's like I would be in various stages of undress sometimes or whatever. But she, she, came, she comes up, Bob fell down. Bob fell down. I need your help. Her husband, her, her elderly husband, Bob, fell down. <laughs> Uh, you need you need to come over. You need to come over. So I go over to their house, and uh, oh, this is good. Um, <laughs> thanks for having a real moment. <laughs> Bob's like ninety, okay? Uh, you know, old guy and about two two hundred fifty pounds. That's my size, by the way. <laughs> and he had fallen down in his shower. That's where he had fallen down. <laughs> in his shower, and he's in the sh in there kind of moaning. And I realized, you know, if I didn't help him, the, the, if the fire department came, they would cut a hole in the wall to get him out. Like, it would have destroyed their house <laughs> to get him out. So I go, okay. And, and you know, when you're 90, it's balls everywhere. I mean, just, <laughs> I, I will never wear boxers again. You got to keep it, keep it. I mean, they were, it was just, what is that? Um, so, it like the monster from Cloverfield. Yeah, it was just, <laughs> this, it was just, they're low. And um, so he's in the, in the shower. He's lying there, you know, and what happens to your body at the, I mean, it's just, it was a whole revelation of, of, of that. And, and so I get over him to pick him up. You know, he's like slick with soap and everything. Just, <laughs> now it's getting hot. The story's getting hot. Sorry, sorry. My nipples again. Um, so, so erect, Tom. Nipples. I've never seen him erect before this. It's like a Montreal show. He brings out the big guns. It's like a Ken doll. Yeah. Um, I, you know, and, and, and uh, he, you know, he had a back injury. That's why he was down in there, and they had one of those these stool things to, to sit on in there, and that's what he had fallen off of. So I, like, pushed, like, I'm picking him up, and he's like, oh, you know, kind of clawing at me, and, and you know, I, I think we both farted, you know, like, as we're, like oh, you know, this squeeze, he's like sliding out, so I do like one last push to get him up on the stool, and my back went out. <laughs> Just when you're thinking, get any sadder? <laughs> 
and I'm like, this is some circle of life that like you get to this, your your back goes out, then you fall in the shower and someone has to help you in there. It's like just and and you know, and I'm because the shower was still going, I'm all it was terrible. So And you're clothed um, at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And clothed in what is never a good look. I uh, uh, so yeah, uh, Bob's dead now, so I have that to look forward to. Uh, <laughs> shit. shared a room last night uh, because we're a big deal so we can separate rooms at this point. There was a moment we were both like, I wish we had a clue because I was talking about, I'm, I'm going through shit with my family and I was like, there was just a pause and then I just go, I love you, Tom. And he goes, I love you too. I, like, I wish we could end that. Where's Keith when you need him? UFC's podcast, UFC Unfiltered. It's out twice a week, and uh, if you want to hear it, you can find it. Marilyn? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a plug. I'm going to Edinburgh this Sunday. No, no, no. Scotland. Oh, shit. During August. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, watch the Daily Show, please. <laughs> yes. 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 That's it. <laughs> and ours are a regular one. I'm at Shawnee Time on Twitter, and yeah. I have a website. I have an album out called Manual Labor Face. Yeah. That, oh, you can get two if you'd like to. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it's on iTunes. And Dan, what do you want to say? Uh, at DS Germain, and uh, watch Not Safe with Nikki Glazer. I read on that, so check it out. And if you guys enjoyed today, please look up our podcast online. It's so much fun. We have tons of episodes, and we really appreciate you guys coming out. Thank Give you yourselves a round of applause for yeah, coming thank out. You thank you. Guys. Yes. Thank you, Just for Laughs. Thank and you, Tom, Just for Laughs. Tom is at Tom Dog. Yeah. He, he runs our Twitter for the podcast at Dumb Friends Cast. You can, you can just search it and you'll yeah, find you it. You can just send food and blankets to him. <laughs> you. Oh, you know, I think it's amazing that we all uh, actually believed when Roy goes, well, no, there was a hooker in my room, but my friend fucked her. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the My Dumb Friends podcast. Thank you to everybody who came out to our show in Montreal, and especially everybody who retweeted our tweets about our show in Montreal and shared our Facebook page and told their friends. You guys are the ones that helped fill up our room and made our show such a great one of the one of the best podcasts at the festival. We were told. Also, thank you to Just for Laughs for giving us the opportunity to perform our podcast live at the most amazing comedy festival in the world. Thank you also to our donors, Michael Murphy, Chester Harton, Michael Morrock. Uh, thank you for donating uh, via our safe and secure PayPal link at mydumbfriendspodcast.tumblr.com. You made our show possible as well. Here's where you can see our host performing live this week. Sean Donnelly is performing in and around New York City. You can uh, keep up with him at Shawnee Time on Twitter. You can also go to SeanDonnellyComedy.com 
and get his album there. Dan St. Germain is performing in and around Los Angeles before his upcoming trip to Scottsdale, Arizona, where he'll, he will be at Stand Up Scottsdale uh, the 18th through the 20th of August. But in the meantime, he's all over Los Angeles. Go to danstgermain.net and check out his schedule. And we will be back next week with another great podcast. Thank you, everybody, again for your support. And uh, it was it was a huge privilege to go up to Montreal and uh, uh, be a part of the show with Dan and Sean. And uh, I would like to thank them for giving me that opportunity. So, hey, we'll be back next week. Thanks again. Bye-bye. For other cool comedy podcasts, go to allthingscomedy.com. Yes, we're a part of the All Things Comedy Network. We're one of many great comedy podcasts. That's allthingscomedy.com. What we're going to work on next week. Our opening and closing song is called Mary the Boxer by Phil Pickens. You can find out more about Phil at philpickens.com. Don't know me, I